Well, good evening, Brockington Road Church of the Nazarene. We're back here for our Wednesday semi-circle talk. It's not the round, to- round table talk now. We are in the sanctuary, and uh, Jason is so happy because uh, the work has been completed for the most part. Yeah. In the sanctuary, so we're excited about that. So Got, got lights up, and they're doing sound checks today, and uh, we should have everything that should be complete tomorrow. Good deal. That's awesome. Well, uh, Pastor Jen over here, Pastor Mallory, myself, and Jason here, and uh, good old Jared manning the camera for us. We appreciate him and what he does for us each week. Um, How about uh, any announcements, Brother Jason? Well, so due to the ongoing situation with the coronavirus, we will not be having any of our activities this week, including Wednesday night and Sunday services. There will be more, we'll be providing more communications and details uh, throughout the week about uh, the online services and things that we'll be having. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, how about Pastor Jen? Do you have any observations for us maybe today? Yes, today I have an observation. I would like to say everything was fine in the world until Popeyes decided to mess with the Lord's chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but Chick-fil-A. I actually really like Popeye sandwiches minus their pickles. Mm. If they had Chick-fil-A's pickles, I would probably pick Popeye sandwiches. Oh, I have wow. personally not tried the Popeye sandwich because I, I'm not going to cheat on the Lord like that. Oh, um, it's very I, good. And I don't make an idol out of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> You've been two-timing. Yes. Uh, Well, let's see. Uh, Pastor Mallory is going to let us know this week's birthdays. So, no joke about it, but on April 1st, Josh Lyles has a birthday. On April 3rd, we have Abigail and Gabe and Courtney Delcamp. April 6th, we have Natalie Campbell. And April 8th, we have Craig Cummings. If you see any of these people through via FaceTime, or you just want to write them a card, feel free to tell them happy birthday. I prepared a birthday song. Happy birthday to you. That's it. Jason was giving me a really dirty look. Okay. We're going to go ahead and leave that on and see what people say. That's awesome. Thank you, Pastor Mallory. It was unexpected. We're talking about solitude uh, today in our, our theme for this evening. And so I want to ask... Uh, our staff, do you remember any, any times when you were a child that you had forced times of solitude? Who'd like to go first? I'll go. All right. Um, so I, I don't like peas at all. But my parents um, decided that I should eat peas, as good parents would do. Um, but I, I didn't eat them. And so there were times that my whole family would get up from the table, and I would sit at the table all by myself, staring at my peas. And hoping the dog came by so I could feed the dog my peas. <laughs> Forced solitude. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Do you have one, Pastor Mallory? No, I was just a really good kid. Aww. <laughs> Dad, if you're reading this or watching this, please don't make any comments. <laughs> He'll give us the truth, huh? Yeah. I was homeschooled <laughs> first, in first grade, believe it or not. Nerd. <laughs> you were going to laugh about that. Um, when mom and dad were evangelists. Uh, we traveled that first year, and Mom uh, taught me on the road, and it was like study <laughs> times would be in so- solitude. So mm. I, I didn't like that. You didn't care for it. Oh. There were times that I had to go and sit in my room to cool down, a uh, very hyper child, and a lot of spankings, uh, a lot of spankings. I, I'm one of six kids, and I, I'm not joking. I, 
I know I got more spankings than all of my other siblings combined. And so when my dad was tired of spanking me and my mom was tired of spanking me, they just send me to my room and let me sit. And I hated it. I hated it. Couldn't stand it. So um, any other reaction to your forced times of solitude or if you've had any since then, Pastor Mallory, not when you were a little girl, but forced times of solitude and how did you, did you like it? What, what was your reaction to it? I'm kind of enjoying the forced solitude right now. The ah, recharge. It's been go. good. There you go. All right. Anybody else? A little else? lonely. I did not enjoy it. You did not? No. We had to do with peas. I wouldn't do it again. Wouldn't go back. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Uh, what about you? I, I find, I don't know that I have a whole lot of solitude. So I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm pretty busy right now, but uh, uh, when I can get some time, I do like to be alone with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know? That's good. That's good. All right, so... Let's just break this word down. Just what comes to your mind? What is solitude? Just take your answers and then we'll go through some stuff we prepared. But anything off the cuff that you think of when you think solitude? Well, Vicki plays that game all the time. And My mom does too. Yeah. <laughs> On the computer? Yeah, what, no, well, with cards. I think it's called and solitaire. Oh. Yeah, close. <laughs> Superman <laughs> likes to go to the fortress of solitude. Mm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a good one. I, I really like Superman. Well, how about uh, this, Jason? Uh, what, what do you think? Just some, some stuff here. What is solitude? Well, basically, solitude is being alone. Um, the absence of distractions like people and computers or schoolwork, cell phones, TV, radio. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. Pastor Jen. Solitude can be getting away from everybody in a weekend retreat or just locking yourself in your room for an hour. In the peaceful quiet, which I feel like that was for me, because I do, away from my kids, yeah. lock the door and stay in my room sometimes. <laughs> you probably need it. You probably need it. Mm-hmm. You're looking for times of solitude, mm-hmm. I bet, with these I little am. ones under your foot. How about you, Pastor Mallory? The reason solitude is a spiritual discipline is that alone time can often be more dif- a more difficult task than we think. It takes an effort to be sure that you are not disturbed. That's good. It takes effort to make sure you're not disturbed. Hmm. Let's look at this. Uh, what do we do with these forced times of solitude, even now social distancing? Uh, from the dawn of time, we have needed our respites. Even the God-man himself, Jesus, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Read that about that in Matthew 4.1. Jesus went out to a desolate place. That's Mark 1.35 and Luke 4.42. And then finally, Jesus went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And here's the key word, alone. And that's from Matthew 14, 23. And so Jesus was not forced into those times of solitude. He intentionally went into solitude to spend time with his heavenly father. And if the son of God needed to do that, how much more do do we need to do that? Uh, Why do you think people resist solitude? Any thoughts on that? Why do people resist solitude? It's, you know, the, the quiet, our world is so busy and distracted um, that there's, when, when we're forced into times of solitude, uh, it's hard to just be alone with our thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's good. Any other thoughts on that? I think when you're younger, high school, college, you feel like you're missing out on things when you're sitting alone. You're like, I'm sitting here alone when all my friends are doing this thing. 
what does that say about me? So it more comes from more of an identity standpoint mm -hmm. than just distractions. Yes. Yeah. Are you practicing solitude right now? I am. <laughs> you do <doing> really good, <laughs> really well. I think about our shut-ins and how that, in a sense, they were forced into solitude before all of this stuff with the coronavirus, but even now so much more that they can't even receive visitors. <laughs> Send help. Yeah. <laughs> there is a ship docked out in New York called Comfort that we might want to put Pastor Mallory on. It is allergies. Yeah, Have you not seen the pollen level? That's what she keeps telling everybody. In the rain. <laughs> sure. Should we scoot up a little bit here? <laughs> so so uh, why is solitude important? Jason, what do you think? Why is solitude important? Well, it's when we are most ourselves that we realize God is actually right there with us. At that point, the solitude allows us to grow closer to God as we begin to address the things going on in our lives, thoughts, and existence. We are able to see clearly through a godly perspective what is important in our lives. Mm, that's good. Thank you. Jen, what do you think? Why is solitude important? When we spend time in solitude, we get away from the things that distract us from our reality. We see, our in, we see inside our lives, our thoughts, and our behaviors. Solitude brings us peace that we can't just get when we are surrounded by others. It allows us to decompress and take stress off our day. That's good. How about you, Pastor Mallory? Sometimes solitude can grow loud with the clanging of thoughts bumping around in our mind, but at least that clanging is our own thoughts and not mixed with the chaos and noise the world brings in. Mm. Do you think solitude is a discipline? And if so, why? Why is solitude a discipline? I think, well, you think about the solitude of our devotional life, that's a discipline. Uh, Dr. Daniel would always say it's the discipline that grows into delight. Mm. And But practicing that discipline of devotion, the devotion, devotional time, not just, not just quickly reading something, but literally devoting ourselves and our time mm. to the Lord, that type of solitude demands discipline. Mm, that's good. And who really likes discipline? You know, it, it's, it's awful at the beginning. So I think sometimes we do it even when we maybe don't feel it. And I think that's mm -hmm. hard to remember sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when we think about our spiritual lives, we always want to think I should be encouraged. I should be um, happy to do this. But sometimes it is hard. Sometimes those yeah. spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To be discipled, to be mm -hmm. taught, to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. Uh, no one likes to be disciplined at the time, but, you know, the writer of Hebrews tells us that that's what God does to his children. He disciplines them because he loves them. Any other thoughts on that? I just, when I think, get hard and down about discipline and solitude, I like to think about how Jesus always went away from the crowds anytime anything was big. Like in John, it always says, then Jesus went away from the crowds to be alone. Mm. So I like to think about that, and I also like to think about how God often speaks in a whisper to us, and it's hard mm. to hear a whisper in a crowd of people. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. You ever done any camping? No? Mm. No toilet paper There's out no, there. So no, yeah, can't no go. TV. Too many bugs. No. Mm. You know, you go, <laughs> you go camping, and you're in your tent at night, and everything's off, everything's quiet. And everything is magnified. Any little noise outside the tent 
like a, a twig breaking, uh, a leaf crunching under the foot of some wild beast, you think. Your mind goes to running. Everything is amplified when you're in that quiet time. And so I kind of wonder if God asks us to be in these times of solitude so that we might hear him more readily, more easily, mm. uh, be able to discern his voice. And so what is God saying to you, congregation? You think about that. What is God speaking to you in your times of solitude? Turn off the TV, put your cell phone aside, put your devices away, and just sit in solitude and allow God to truly speak peace to your heart. Any other thoughts there before we move on? That's doing awesome here. Well, I found this, uh, three suggestions to practice the discipline of solitude. And this is from RZIM. Did I miss something? Do you guys have something else you want to say? No. Oh. Are you sure? Yeah, I was just going to say that more of an encouragement that sometimes in discipline, we feel the discipline of God and the conviction. So that's sometimes why people don't like to go into solitude. I just had that thought. Excellent point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you had that thought. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It was from, it's probably. There you go. <laughs> yes. A lot, of, a lot of people, a lot of people in your mind, a lot of thoughts. Uh, a lot of, keep them under control, Pastor Mallory. No, I'm kidding. Jason, how about you? Uh, what Three suggestions. These are from RZIM. Three practices or three suggestions to practice the discipline of solitude. Yeah. Why don't you give the first one? Find an intentional place. Uh, think of a quiet, safe place where you can escape from the racket and chaos of your life. A sacred place set apart to be with God where other voices cannot reach in. Technology cannot distract and intrusive sounds cannot interrupt. Okay, now just before you give the scripture, all three of them will give a scripture. So listen closely to the words uh, from scripture on solitude. So Jason's going to give this first one here from Habakkuk. And it's Habakkuk 2.20. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Let all the earth be silent before him. That's powerful. Pastor Jen, you have a second one there? Set an intentional time. Make a sacred appointment. Put it on the calendar. Other responsibilities will easily push this appointment aside. Resist the call to a high, to, and attend to a higher priority or urgent task. Mm. And her scripture is from Psalm 4610, which is very, very popular. But listen closely. Let it ring in your heart as she reads it. Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I am God. That's good. Pastor Mallory, our third suggestion for uh, the practice of discipline of solitude. Is intentionally listening. At first, we may feel lonely, awkward, fearful, or out of control. If this practice is new to you, start small. Ten minutes is a good place to start. Experiment with what works for you, every day, your everyday reality. And then her... Her scripture is from Psalm 62.5. Listen carefully to these words. Find rest, O my soul, and God alone. Mm. You can rewind this a little bit or, or roll it back, whatever, and, and see which scripture speaks most to your heart, and then let that be the one that you focus on in your quiet time uh, this evening or tomorrow morning, whenever you have your quiet time. As the quiet and calm seeps into our harried soul, the chaos in our life is stilled for a few moments. We gain clarity and perspective. As we practice the spiritual discipline of silence, we come to echo the prayer of the poet John Greenleaf Whittier. Drop thy still dews of quietness till all our strivings cease. Take from our souls the strain and stress 
and let our ordered lives confess the beauty of thy peace. I thought that was a beautiful little poem. And then I thought of this. Uh, this is the second verse from the hymn, Take Time to Be Holy. Uh, it does take time to be holy. And so even in this, these times of solitude, these disciplines that we talked about, the discipline of solitude, that in those moments of solitude and this discipline that God can develop holiness within us. And he can work on our hearts in the quiet. Um, so I, I want to read the second verse from Take Time to Be Holy. Take time to be holy. The world rushes on. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. By looking to Jesus, like him thou shalt be. Thy friends and thy conduct, his likeness shall see. Oh, man. Don't we all want Jesus to be seen in us? And these times in solitude can begin to crush the parts of us that are not like Jesus and allow his spirit to shine through us. And so as a mom with these two little kids, kids underfoot, make sure you get time to be with Jesus. And there are other moms that are watching this. And it's probably crazy for you. You can't take them to daycare. You can't take them to preschool. You're with your kids all the time and you, you may be going crazy, but like Pastor Jane, get alone. Get some time to be with God and spend time in solitude. I don't know what your life is like when you're at home with no kids. Do you have solitude all the time when you're at home, I guess, don't you? It's just me and the voices in my head. <laughs> <laughs> the voices are many. <laughs> Which ones do you listen to? Jesus. Oh, nice oh, yeah. answer. Yeah. I don't know for you, what, what, what solitude looked like for you, Jason? Um... Getting getting by myself um, away from everything and just spending some time in the Word. Let's, mm -hmm. Listening to, I know we're talking about quiet here, but then when you are calmed and quiet, listening to right. some uh, gospel music, some praise and worship music, and, and allowing yourself to focus enough on God that he speaks to you through his word and through music and things like that. Is it possible to find solitude in a crowded room? Mm -hmm. how do, how do you, I agree. How do, you, how do you do that? How do you find solitude in a crowded room? We always think about going off, which is, I think, primary, but if you can't get away, you're with your kids and you can't get away, how do you practice solitude in a crowded room? Any thoughts on that? I think that it has to do with knowing and living in the peace of God, kind of back to some of the things we've talked about lately. You find solitude in the peace of God. Mm -hmm. And and when your when your spirit is in touch with his spirit and 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 quiet, then there's a calm that can happen even in the most crazy situations. That's good. That's good. I don't want to cut anybody off. You know, uh, part of solitude is, is to hear God. And so mm -hmm. how do we hear God? It's not by listening to random voices in, in your head uh, or in the room, but it's <laughs> the voice of God, and we find that in Scripture. And I, I learned this a long time ago, that the difference between Eastern mysticism and their meditation pieces mm -hmm. and Christian 
biblical meditation and solitude is this, that in Eastern mysticism, you're clearing your head, you're emptying out everything, you're getting rid of everything, being a blank slate, and then allowing all of the spirits to come in and fill you. That is not Christian meditation and solitude. Biblical meditation and solitude is filling your mind with the scriptures, with the word of God. And so that's a big difference. So we, we get away so that we can allow God's word to seep into our minds and in our hearts. Here's a scripture that I have from Lamentations 3.28. And honestly, church, I have never seen this scripture in my life. I've read through the Bible multiple times, but I had missed this. Here's what it says. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Now, I'm not even going to give you the context. You can go look that up. Never seen that before. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Think on that. You can go look that up. Lamentations 3.28. Before we have prayer, I just want to share uh, something that uh, happened to me when I was in seminary. I took a class on spiritual disciplines, and one of the disciplines was solitude, silence. Dr. Freeborn and Dr. Weigelt were our instructors, and it was a January term. They call it J-term. So we had a month, and each day we'd be together from like 8 o'clock to noon for a month. And uh, one of the experiments that the professors did with us is they said, we're going to practice solitude. We're going to spend about a minute together in solitude and quiet. So he had a timer. He set the timer, and we all just closed our eyes, and he gave us a scripture to look at before we closed our eyes. That minute... Seemed like it was like 10 minutes of just sitting, waiting for almost the the buzzer to ring. Then the next day, he said, we're going to do it again. But he did not tell us that he was upping the time to double to two minutes. And each day, he doubled that, two, four, eight, 16. By the end of the class, we were spending like 40 minutes just in solitude, and it felt normal. It felt unrushed, unhurried, and really felt like God was doing business in our heart in a powerful way. And so set a timer and uh, just see uh, what God can do with the time you give him in solitude to uh, let your heart be formed into his. Before we pray, any closing comments that any of you have before we go? You know, I really like that story. We actually did this with our teens at camp one year. We set a timer for five minutes every morning in every morning service and uh, started out with a prayer and Mm. just set a timer and told the students to sit maybe with their eyes closed, just in silence, um, Mm. listening to God for just a few minutes. And um, the first day you could hear them all wrestling around, you know, rolling around on the floor as teens Mm -hmm. do. Um, But by the end of the week, there were a lot of them that were taking it really seriously. It felt like it went by really fast. Um, It was just part of our routine. And so there's no right way to do it. That's what I want to say. You can start with one minute. You can start with five minutes and just keep to that every day. It doesn't matter. Yes. God just wants to spend time with yes. you. That's what I would say. Amen. Mm, That's good. good. Well, he's our friend, and he wants to spend time with us. So make sure you're spending time in this forced solitude to make it count and uh, draw close to the Lord. Well, let's have a word of prayer, and then uh, we'll be closed here. Father in heaven, thank you so much for times we have to be with you. Um, Our first thought when we wake up probably is not we want to spend a lot of time with you and be away from people that we love, but Lord, I pray that our love for you would just grow in these moments of solitude. I I pray, Father, that uh, all of us as a church would grow deeper by growing apart from others and spending time uh, with you alone. Lord, there, there are teens that may be listening to this, maybe children that are, that are listening to this, uh, and adults. I pray that all of us 
would take some time to be alone with you. And as Pastor Jen said, there's no right way to do this. Uh, it'd be probably according to our personalities and our, our makeup, our style. So, Father, whatever that is, would you show us, give us sanctified creativity to practice solitude uh, in the days ahead. And, Lord, um, through it all, uh, we want to become more like Jesus. Uh, and and we, we want this, this, this stuff we're going through right now to uh, even make us more like Jesus. So, Father, bless your congregation. Uh, bless those that have needs. Bless those that have concerns. Bless those that have anxieties and stresses. Comfort them, Father, as they spend time in solitude with you. And we'll be very careful to give you the praise. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you, Brockington Road.